Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm not Dr. Jill Garrett. I'm the aforementioned husband Andy. As promised, a reversal of roles for this episode, with Jill taking on the role of interviewee, and I will be the interviewer. Stay tuned. yourself. All right. Well, I have these questions here to ask you, uh, you know, but now I'm kind of thinking maybe it'd just be better for us to sort of have a conversation. Okay. All right. But I, I think it's important for your listeners to understand, uh, the setting in which we're currently working. Okay. Uh, so why don't you describe for them where we are, where we are. We are currently in a small walk-in closet. It is slightly organized. It's the most organized it is for me. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And it is large enough to fit a pack-and-play. And I know this because Lila slept in here for nine-ish months. That's right. That's right. Uh, We can advertise this as a four-bedroom house. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so here we sit on a, the floor, mm-hmm. uh, the size of where a pack-and-play would go. Yes. Two full-grown human beings on the floor in a, clo- a what do you call it, a sort of organized closet. Yeah. Don't you see how organized it is? <laughs> so maybe we should launch right into the questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, so we're here to talk about really just um, your experience uh, having gotten pregnant, um, having a child, the delivery, right. and then also kind of this early days right after you had uh, Ava, our first child. Sure. Now, I was also thinking, do we have to do this all over again for our second child? and have Because that's a different story completely. Right. Well, I think, here's my thought. Um, you are the interviewer, but I'll, I'll put in my kind of two cents. I will be probably reflecting on Eva's, um, our older daughters, because that one was harder as a function of never having done it before. And so I feel like we learned a lot Mm. after all of that. So, um, of course, there were hard stuff, hard things with Lila as well. But I'm going to stick with the majority of my content from Ava. Okay. Now we're talking eight years ago. Right. Okay. So as we're talking... And I'm asking the questions. I'm also trying to remember right. eight years ago. Right. I've got it up here. I I'm sure. Okay. Well, then together we can do this. Yes. All right. So um, let's just start right in the beginning. Yes. Like uh, we decide we want to have a family. Right. Take it away. Okay. So we went on our honeymoon And we have been talking about, let's go ahead and just, we are ready to start a family. We are old. Um, I was over 35. You were, I don't know. I have to interject (laughs) that I didn't believe that either of us were old. Uh, But now I do understand that when it comes to things like um, mothering and becoming a, a mother in particular, there's, you know, there's certain vocabulary that they use in the right. medical setting, which isn't flattering. Mm-mm. No, I was, um, a geriatric pregnancy, advanced maternal age. 
So knowing some of these things, I, I remember the term elderly mother. You do? I think so. No, no, Maybe no, that was no. just somebody was... in our social circle that was being silly. I don't know. All right. So I was um, ready to get going because I was worried because we were older that it, this could take us a really long time. And then I was really kind of shocked when it didn't take very long. And I remember you also were very shocked. And I will tell this brief story. I had the pregnancy test stick. You had come home from work and I showed it to you and you I were not expecting that at all. And you look down at it and you look at it and look at me and then in this like sing-songy voice you go, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I didn't know what to do. I know, I know. And I continue to ask myself that question. <laughs> and it's been eight years. Yes, it's true. But we um, figured it out-ish. We got through it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, I, I have to learn not to say we. I say, because you did the work. But I was there to support you. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I was there. You were so there. So if I you say we, it's it... because I was there with you. Okay. Okay. Um, so you got pregnant right. very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, you're pregnant. And this was news to me, too, for 10 months. Right. Yeah. And so that was less idyllic than I probably thought it was going to be, or it just, it was hard. You know, you are adjusting to your body changing. I didn't feel well, um, the first trimester in particular. Um, I was really low energy and I don't run low energy. So that was different for me. And I remember just getting super nauseous when you would be cooking this nice meal for us and I would look over there as you were prepping a blue apron meal and I would see some raw chicken sorry for anybody else who has food aversions and I just could not even tolerate even thinking about it or looking at it and then at this time you would be so disgusting to me when me? You, yeah when you would have consumed garlic hmm. because you smelled Horrific. I mean, I'm sure nobody else could smell it, but my super mm, human, wonder. superhuman nose, um, pregnancy nose, was on point. That reminds me of the rental car yes. story. You remember that one? Yes, yes. So, so uh, I guess I'll tell a little story. Yeah. All right. So we had planned a, maybe it was a baby moon trip or something, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? Again, another thing I wasn't aware of until you got pregnant the concept of a baby moon right anyways so we uh we rented a car i went to pick up the car the car seemed perfectly fine to me it was clean it was uh you know an average sedan it was perfect <laughs> uh i brought it home began loading the car up with our stuff you came out with something to put in the car i what yeah i get in the car and I say, this will not do. <laughs> it smelled like cigarette smoke. 
And you and I'd imagine if we had other people, you know, sniffing it out, did not notice it at all. I can assure you that's the case because oh, right. when I subsequently returned the car <laughs> uh, to get a different car, yeah, um, you know, I told the people that you know, well, my wife says it smells like you know cigarette smoke, and so they were confused and they came out, <laughs> and uh, there were two people sniffing around the car trying to smell the and I just finally can well look my, my wife's pregnant and she has super nose <laughs> and they're like oh of course yep, of course yep. we will give you a different let's one. get your car sir <laughs> yeah so those are all things that were very you know hard um my anxiety level was higher my anxious brain was on level 10 when we got some scary you know health um, information about ava um so that really was consuming me for a, for a while um and so you know pregnancy i was happy to be pregnant but it was probably i'm probably not a poster child for pregnancy let's put it that way yeah i remember there being a lot of anxiety a lot of concern about you know how is how's the baby doing in there you know am i doing all the right things that i'm supposed to do right um and you know uh is she going to be a, a healthy baby? Yeah. Um, you know, then the anxiety of being older and all of that kind of came together. Yeah. And also, I just remembered this. Remember how um, they, they being the OB, they weren't measuring her correctly. They had messed up the measurements of her. Well, they had messed up her her, oh, her due date. Her due date, because her the date of conception was wrong. Okay, and so it just skewed all this data, yep. and that yeah, that yeah. was a mess. Right, it's, it did skew all the data, including things like her size, which are very important, I guess, right. when you're trying to assess the health. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that none of that helped with no. the already sort of I mean anxious person that you know you tend to be. Sure. Okay. Well, good. I'll own it. No, you owned it. Thank you. Um, so after all that anxiety about the health of the child, you know, are we doing all the right things? Um, do we have what we need? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is the nursery the way we want it to be? Is Andy ever going to finish that new bathroom in the, in oh, right. the nursery? Uh, and then uh, the delivery. Right, right. Yeah, so that also was not what I was expecting. I was kind of excited and hopeful that my water would break just for the excitement and the story. Um, But that didn't happen. Instead, I was completely taken aback, no pun intended, (laughs) (laughs) Um, by, I guess, having back labor. So I woke up in the middle of the night. My back is killing me. I am make sure the listeners understand uh-huh. that this was the the day that we were told the baby was going to come. Right. The due date. Right. But I was still like, this is not right. This is weird. This is not what I was thinking it would be. What the back? Was my back that's hurting? And I'm thinking, well, this is our due date. <laughs> she's, it's 4 a.m. She's up and she's not, she's in pain. Yeah. We're having a baby. Yeah. So I was not convinced and I was actually just Googling around trying to figure out what is back labor and well, I was experiencing it and we then went on into the hospital and a, I traveled in a 
way I've never traveled in a car, which is sitting in the front seat, looking backwards, hunched over a pillow, trying to get some like relief from the back pain. Needless to say, you were not wearing a seatbelt. No, no seatbelt. No, no. Um, but we made it to the hospital and we did not run into any trains that block the hospital, which had, was, had been a concern. That was a definite concern, Yeah, as there was no alternate route. Right. And the other concern was that um, I would get there and I wouldn't be able to get an epidural or something would be, you know, wrong with that. And fortunately, no problems there. Epidural secured, onward. And we're thinking, okay, let's have this baby. And I think we got in touch with our families when it became more of a normal hour and said, come on down. It's, it's going to happen today. Well, it did not happen that day, as you recall. Mm-hmm. And what we thought was going to be a maybe not super long experience was quite long in that we stayed in the hospital for what, like five or six days, I think, ultimately. Um, but before that, had the baby. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that part. <laughs> yeah. And through a emergency C-section. Uh-huh. After how many hours of labor? Oh, I think 30-something. It was 36 hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that was not part of the plan. Right. And... But do you remember when Ava was actually born? I mean, do you remember the delivery? Yeah, yeah. I kind of glossed over that. <laughs> I remember. It's the delivery story. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so the delivery itself, I, I mean, I just remember them telling me, okay, we, we're going to have to do a C-section now. It's been too long. And I remember crying and thinking, oh, I just am scared and going into the OR and kind of just wanting to keep my eyes closed because it was so bright and white and scary. Let me tell you, there are times I wanted to keep my eyes closed, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And, I mean, I remember when she was born, I remember you having a magical experience. I remember me kind of just being on the table with my arms strapped down, trying not to vomit because I was really nauseous from the anesthesia. Um, And I remember you, I looked up to you um, and as you were kind of watching it all happen and I remember you saying, oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. And I said, what's her APGAR score? Right. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going uh, <laughs> really uh, keeping it quite um, health uh, conscious there. And analytical. Yes. 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 Data oriented. Sure. Um, but you then went on and had this nice moment with her um, and I think went into the nursery and kind of followed followed her and they continued to sew me up on the table for another, you know, 40 minutes or so. Um, but I think you had a quite lovely experience, and mine was a little bit more scary. Uh, I think that's a fair way to sum it up, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, you know, I, I will add that, you know, the the beauty of the, of the birth mm-hmm. was also mixed in with seeing parts of you that I never (laughs) thought I would ever see, nor did I really want to see. Sure, yeah. Um, I've seen the pictures. From whence came Ava. Yeah, yeah. So they elevated her like she was Simba from Uh The Lion King up into the (laughs) air. Um, And the, uh, when the umbilical cord was cut, she went from this kind of pale color immediately into this bright this life just rushed right into her uh-huh. and it was this bright colorful just um 
ball of, of, of life. Uh-huh. Um, of course, you know, screaming and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that was the beautiful part. Right. Just watching that happen. I mean, you know, um, you had just given life uh, well. to another person. Yeah. And now she's in the room with us. Right. Yeah. And she's being tested already for Apgar. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So that was, and, and then, you know, then from there, um, we ended up staying in the hospital, um, because she was having trouble gaining weight and, that was because there were some difficulties with breastfeeding. Right. Yeah. And that was another thing that didn't go as I had expected. Neither did I expect it to go the way it did. Uh, it was, it was from a, um, a stand, a stand by stand. Uh, um, I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> from someone who witnessed yeah. the whole breastfeeding Ordeal uh-huh. that went on for I can't remember a number of months. Right, um, it was trying to say the least. Yeah, from the moment it started in the hospital. Yeah, on Ava's first day alive to the the, the moment that uh, eventually we stopped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of those in hindsight things that I would definitely do. Um, differently or I would kind of give myself permission to have some flexibility um, around. We started off in the hospital and I'm a rule follower, as you know, and we're in the hospital and kind of the expectation is you're going to breastfeed. And that was fine because we had gone to classes and things like that. And then when she, Ava, was having trouble with latching and those kind of things, they brought in the lactation consultant who was very pro breastfeeding. And as was the whole entire system. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, and they were bringing in all these different tools and apparatus to help support breastfeeding. And so I had like a tube next to my nipple to mimic, uh, really breastfeeding, but it's sending in pumped milk. It was a whole thing. And so I guess for me, kind of this messaging of, you know, got to do it, got to do it this way really got, um, I don't know, solidified. And then it became a part of what I attached to as being like a good mom. Right. And I also recall during those first few days how it became very important for us. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of primarily in charge of this part Mm -hmm. um, at the time of logging Mm -hmm. the number of ounces that you were able to produce. Right. Uh, and that meticulous logging continued throughout the whole time. That was a bit much, yes. Um, another hindsight moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a tendency to want to do well at something. And so when this task became presented to me, I took it as just that a task I have to accomplish and you know it was not something that my body was really helping with I'm sure being more anxious about it didn't really help either Um, but yeah that that was definitely hard and something again that looking back um, having some flexibility and thinking and feeding would have been helpful yeah yeah what about some of those like classic aversions that people always talk about what do you mean uh smell aversions um, taste aversions, human, other human aversions. 
with respect to pregnancy? Oh, no. Have, we're, we've had the baby now. Okay. What are we talking about? Well, we've had the baby. Mm-hmm. You've had some difficulty with the breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, what other challenges were you experiencing during that early time? I see. I see. What were the other hard things about the postpartum period? Correct. Okay. So, well, there was good stuff. And I will put that out there first. Um, we had a healthy baby. Um, and she's very cute. And we had family support. And that was great. We had um, your mom and we had my family come in and you know, fix us food and take care of us and all that. And that was awesome. Um, harder things included breastfeeding. Um, I also had a C-section to recover, um, or to manage recovery around, and I got an infection in my incision. So that was a little bit extra stressful. Um, also had a running fear of Ava dying in her sleep. Oh, yes. So that was fun. Um, do you remember all the little apparatus? I do. Apparati? I do. Yeah. And so that, with hindsight is something that I probably would have um, done a bit differently. Um, So I remember that as being um, a a challenge. Um, What else? You remember some for me. Well, let's see. I seem to recall something about me that you didn't like, and it had to do with my smell. Mm. Is it still the garlic? What do you mean still? I mean, I, I thought you've, you've, you no longer have this aversion, right? I mean, I, we've. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't mind. I can't, I can't smell it anymore. The garlic on okay. you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but in those early days, there were things that, uh, in the environment that you really were adver- adverse to. Oh, okay. What, and that was your smell? I think so. Oh, okay. I don't remember it as being that, but maybe I, I trust that it's possible. Garlic. Smell. Yeah. I think maybe still, I also recall. I was still physically changing, like sweating so much up a storm at night. Um, your hair is falling out um, in the. <laughs> Good one, Jill. For the listeners, I'm bald. Okay, I, I, and the way you phrased that. I didn't mean your hair. My hair, it you know, kind of falls out um, after having had a baby. Sometimes, um, you, you, my I had all these vitamin deficiencies I wasn't aware of um, after I got some labs done. Um, so it was definitely not um, easy. I also was kind of lonely. You know, I like talking. And I like to be with people and I like to do things. And I couldn't do that very much. Um, Ava wasn't much of a conversationalist. <laughs> no, not a real talker at that, at that age, at the age of three days. Um, also, I really like exercising. And I could not do that for, I've forgotten, six whatever weeks after having had the C-section. And that doesn't work well for me because that is important to me. And so that was really hard. I remember going to the OB and just saying, can, can, I, can you just let me swim? Could I go swimming? She said, no, no, you just can't swim yet. She said, just take a drive in the car and, you know, giving some different ideas, which those were fine, but I just wanted to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that, that didn't help mm-hmm. uh, with things. Um, and I remember also during this time, this was a time when, again, it was a bit more lonely. This is when we met the Hall family. Well, yeah, you were finally able to get out of the house and and, uh, take Ava for a walk around the block. Right. Yeah. So once I got cleared to move, I was moving. And I remember 
it was January and so it was slightly chillier and I would just walk back and forth in the house around if it was cold or windy I would walk a circuit around the downstairs and talk on the phone and just walk in with the stroller but on nicer days I would walk outside and I recall everybody in our circle knows this story but um, our our now friend Emily was walking from her car to her home as I passed by um, pushing the stroller with Ava in it and I was talking on my phone at that time as well and to my sister and I say Paige hold on a minute um, I see somebody up ahead who has a baby in a baby car seat and she's thinking I'm sure what is Jill about to do and so I see who is now what we know Emily and I yell out oh you've got a baby in there <laughs> <laughs> and she I'm sure is a bit taken aback but we I think exchanged information and um, then I walk on and Paige on the phone who had heard the whole exchange says to me Jill you sounded insane like a stalking desperate human but I was I was super desperate to have somebody to connect with and talk to and kind of talk about all the stuff that's going on and you know the rest is history we're friends we went to Disney together our friends our kids are all friends so that worked out well my stalking worked really well in that situation yeah, good, good job thank you even i approve yes. uh you know emily did come with a husband yes this is true and uh he's 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 an all right guy okay <laughs> so um you know i i you've now become very well versed in all of this stuff uh and you know maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, so just some of the some of the things that you would like your listeners mm-hmm. to sort of take away, um, and and also maybe how you've taken those experiences, your own experiences, mm-hmm. and how they've um, helped you to hone your own professional craft. Yeah, well, I think that this experience or these experiences um, have totally changed the trajectory of my career. Um, I had been working in one setting, working um, with um, the VA system, and then I shifted over after having had um, a baby and was still kind of doing more general psychology and then just really started to just get more passionate about maternal mental health. So I created um, a a maternal mental health service line at the hospital where I'm employed. I just started reading and doing continuing education and attending conferences on all of this stuff. And it became a real interest. And then I started working with people um, who were similar or who had similar experiences or similar similar challenges or even different challenges than I. And it's such a cool group of people to work with because it's like hanging out with your friends and you can tell them what's helpful, tell them what's not helpful. So it's really rewarding. So I like it and I enjoy it. Um, and then I think kind of to go back to your question, I think a lot of the kind of content of the programming that I've been working on, like this perinatal day program that I'm working on for this hospital system 
and now this motherhood feels venture is to, I feel like help people, um, with the stuff that I've been able to take away from all this. And so I don't know, I just feel like it's something that I've gotten really passionate about and I enjoy. And so it's fun. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying this just because you're my wife, (laughs) but, um, I, I do know that, uh, you have been able to help a whole lot of people people that we know um but i i think also you're you're great at what you do well that's nice thank you andy yeah um and as i sit here in the closet on the floor <laughs> yes underneath the hanging clothes yeah um i can't help but wonder mm-hmm. uh who else will be seated in this position as you move forward with this podcast? Mm, That's a good question. Yeah, so I have um, a bunch of different mom friends, and we'll see who would like to be in the spotlight next. And I think having people kind of come in and just share a bit about what they experienced Um, what was easy or fun and what was hard, I think it's really normalizing to hear it when you're in a space where you're doing something that's totally new and different. And that's, you know, hands down, just a hard adjustment period. So some other seasoned mom will perhaps sit in that space. All right. Well, I feel like I should ask since you know, I'm not usually the interviewer, uh-huh. uh, and you have much more experience in asking the questions. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you think uh, that you would have liked me to ask? That's such a pro question. Very, <laughs> very impressive. I, I learned from the best. <laughs> um, no, you did a great job. I'm impressed. You did a great interview, and I think this will be one for the books. All right. Well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for interviewing me. Stay tuned for the next episode.